0: So much to see, so much to experience. Welcome to Explore Plano, where we talk with the locals, businesses, and leaders who make Plano thrive. Here's your host, Mavis Everett.
1: I'm Mavis Everett, your host. Welcome to Explore Plano podcast, where we explore all things Plano. My guest today is Kelly Marcellus, President and CEO of the Plano Chamber of Commerce. We're so glad to have you here. Since your listeners may not know much about you or the Chamber, would you care to briefly explain your journey to the Chamber? Sure.
2: And thanks so much for having me. Um, So I started working for Chambers of Commerce a few years out of college. I actually got a journalism degree from Oklahoma State. So I was on a much different path back in the early 2000s. I know that kind of dates me. I learned very quickly that journalists don't make any money unless you're on TV. And even then it's, you know, certain ones. But um, I, I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do. And I actually we took some time off of working and went down after hurricane Katrina to New Orleans with my mom to help with some of the things she was doing down there and so I just happened to be somewhere where someone from the local chamber of commerce was looking for some help doing communications activities and I said hey I'm in I'm in town for a few days I can definitely help with that and so that led after I came back from New Orleans to Stillwater Oklahoma that came a full-time job followed. And so that was kind of my first work at a chamber. I actually joined the Plano Chamber in 2009 for a year. I was here. um, I worked with Brad Shanklin when he was here for about a year. And that was when my husband and I first moved to DFW. And I did leave. I took uh, another job outside of the state. And, but then moved back and I uh, worked down in Dallas at the Dallas regional chamber for almost 10 years. And so I just, uh, I kind of fell in love with the profession, so to speak. I mean, it's, it's been a really cool opportunity. Um, I know a lot of people don't really understand what chambers do, but at the heart of it, you know, we're, we're all about helping our community. We want to create jobs and we want to help businesses thrive and there's a lot of different ways to do that Uh, if you've seen one chamber you've seen one chamber while we all have some things in common we all have a lot of differences as well and so dfw is um, lucky to have as many chambers as it does Um, but sometimes we do bump up against each other in some of the programming and things but we all have really unique outlooks on what we're trying to accomplish for our individual communities so you know, professionally, that's how I got uh, into the chamber industry. When I was working down in Dallas, my husband and I had decided that that one bedroom depart apartment down in Dallas was starting to get a little small. And so we moved back up here to Plano because we loved it. And then a few years later, uh, we ended up with a baby and I was driving downtown to work. And you know, pre-pandemic traffic going downtown was not that much fun. I know, and so uh, I came to the decision that either the the job, the the baby, or the or the commute had to go. And uh, definitely, wasn't baby. <laughs> definitely wasn't the baby. I was fortunate enough to get a position here, and then uh, when my predecessor left, Jamie Jolly, um, I applied for this position, and that's kind of where we
1: are today. Well we're glad you're here. Thank you. <laughs> I actually had a short tenure at the um, uh, Dallas uh, Chamber of Commerce. I had literally gone to work about three weeks before 911 happened. Oh, and okay. I was down um, in that building and we were on the seventh floor when all stuff yeah. happened and I I just go well that was not a good sign and yeah. so <laughs> I wasn't too long after that that I mm. came back to Plano. So. Yeah that was
2: it you know it's funny I I I got so used to working downtown that it didn't. Um, it grows on you. It grows on you. But I mean, I was I was working downtown when the uh, when the July seventh shooting, police shooting happened, and it was just a few blocks from our building. And uh, you know, sometimes when some of those things happen, it just you, really makes you take stock of where you are. <laughs> and I've always felt pretty safe, you know, everywhere that I've worked. But it does it does make you take pause sometimes.
1: Yeah. So how long were you actually down there, you said?
2: Uh, nine years. Nine years? Yep. <laughs> wow.
1: <laughs> yes. And
2: so we, um, I worked under two different presidents there and uh, two different buildings and Um, Really had a lot of really great opportunities to meet people. I mean, the nice thing was is because we were a regional chamber, I really got to form a lot of relationships with companies here in Plano. And so um, when I made the transition, I did have um, not as many as I do now, but I did have some great relationships with leaders here in the community as I made that transition.
1: Excellent. Well, I also understand that the Plano Chamber of Commerce has been reaccredited a five-star chamber. Is that yes,
2: true? Yes. Yes. We we're very thrilled. It was some good news. Uh, you know, when, when you get good news, it's always time to celebrate. But when you get good news in 2020, it's a party, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's good
1: news. Well, for, for people who don't kind of really understand what that is, you want to share with our audience just a little more detail?
2: sure so the u.s chamber of commerce has an accreditation program for for local chambers and basically what that is is it's a it's a it's a lengthy nine section application that goes through everything a chamber does so everything from your operations your facilities your governance to your programming and membership and it's it asks you a lot of questions. You have to write essays. You have to kind of prove your work. You attach examples, um, so it's a really in-depth uh, application. But the cool thing is, is that it is it's a it's a great pulse check for your organization. So. It, it forces you to look at everything that you do and everything that you don't do. And so if there's things that you're not currently working on or things that maybe as a chamber you just haven't gotten to, it's kind of a good reminder that this, this is the benchmark. This is what chambers should strive to accomplish. And it's all about the impact, um, the activities that you do that really make an impact to the community. And so, when you go through the application, like I said, it's nine sections. Um, we got a perfect score in five of the nine sections. Wow. So we were really excited about that. Um, I know facilities and governance and I think our finance sections were all included in that. Um, and then the nice thing that it does is even for those sections that you don't get a perfect score in, they come back to you. The accrediting board comes back to you with recommendations. So... We weren't surprised by anything. Mm. There were a few That's things. True. Yeah, there were a few things that we, you know, are still working on as an organization, but they're all pretty minor. And some of them are even already in the works. And so um, it's just a it's a really good tool to use for us as an organization. It's a great feather in the cap of not only the organization, but all of our members to show. Um, the accreditation uh, range is from accredited, which would essentially be zero stars up to five star and so we got the highest rating which is five star and our members should be so happy and so proud I mean it it, the chamber is not the staff the chamber is the membership and uh, you know our members are really committed um, and you're one of them Mavis (laughs) Uh, you guys do really great work and you really take care of each other and we're just thrilled to be along for the ride.
1: Excellent. Well, I've been around the Plano Chamber of Commerce since 1998, and you're my fourth president. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so I've probably forgotten some along the way. Yeah. At <laughs> any rate, there's never a dull moment at the Chamber. Did y'all do a press release? Is this kind of gone out publicly mm-hmm. or has this kind of got caught in the elephant in the closet, which we haven't talked about? Yeah. <laughs> How is the Chamber of Commerce navigating covid
2: yeah, so we did. We did send out. I mean, the the, the releases public about accreditation. Um, COVID definitely. I mean, there's COVID. There's a little thing called an election that we just had. Lots of lots of news out there that um, is taking lots of attention. But. COVID was definitely a surprise for us as it was for a lot of people. I mean, you know, no matter how well I think you felt prepared for what was going to happen, you weren't really prepared. None of us, you know, none of us have experienced anything quite like this. I know going into the pandemic and when everything kind of first happened, we were we were trying to do some financial outlooks and how this was going to impact and we were trying to kind of compare it to 9-11 or the recession and you know those those were good tools to look at but this has really been much different than than all of us. Um, I don't think I've talked to one person that that thought we'd be sitting here where we are right now at this time. No. When we first got news that we were likely going to shut down, you know, our first thought, of course, was to our staff and keeping our staff healthy. Uh, We wanted to make sure that we were taking care of our people. And a very quick second was our membership, because, Mm -hmm. of course, we knew that this was going to have a huge impact on business, not only from an operations standpoint, but financially. Uh, So as a chamber, we came up very quickly with our crisis plan to make sure that our staff was safe, at home, able to work from home, Uh, and then we kind of went into the mode of sharing information as quickly as we could. We are not public health experts. We do not, you know, we have to rely on those experts like anybody in the community does. Um, But we really felt like it was our obligation to learn as much as we could and get that information out there to our members so that they could be safe as well. Uh, So we did shut down as an organization um, being here in the office uh, in mid-March and we stayed home until after the 4th of July holiday. So we worked pretty much solely from home. We probably took about a 30 day reprieve from most activities at the chamber. Uh, We spent those first 30 days calling on and checking in with members, asking them how they were doing, asking them what they needed. Most of them didn't know at that point because we had no idea what we were doing. You didn't know. (laughs) Yeah, you just, you don't know. And then we started to, you know, pretty quickly see what our role was. And so we really, we kind of revamped our 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 p- program of work and reformulated our role. We knew that we had to continue to be the voice of business in the community, um, but that how we did that was gonna change pretty dramatically. So we recognized that um, we needed to be a convener and continue to bring people together. We needed to be a source of information and try to educate and extend information as far as we could within the business community and we also needed to really try to protect our workforce and we knew people weren't going to be working we knew there was going to be layoffs Um, but how did we keep folks in jobs or in position to take jobs when things started to resume Uh, because talent is our most precious commodity and so we really wanted to make sure that when things got back to what we thought was going to be a normal we were ready to go
1: all right kelly thank you for sharing we're going to take a quick break right now and we'll be right back
0: The American business economy is positioned as it has never been before. Professional videography is a core element for attracting a higher level of engagement with the people group you need for significant impact. Now is your time to shine. My name is Bill Brock, owner of White Rock Films, and I invite you to a powerful opportunity in the marketplace, an opportunity to draw excited people to your events, an opportunity to showcase your ideas on infrastructure, an opportunity to become known as the industry authority and enjoy the associated benefits of a strong, influential brand. Video highlights, video teaches. Video puts a resistant market at ease, and video stirs the hearts and imaginations of your allies and strategic client base. White Rock Films offers full audio, video production for businesses ready to embrace the future handling your project with professionalism experience and polish unheard of in the industry my name is bill brock and white rock films wants your business see us online at whiterockfilms.com
1: all right now that we're back would there be anything new coming up at the chamber any additional information you'd like to share kelly yeah
2: sure so you know we were kind of talking about the impact that covid had and as as we got through the summer and into the fall and then we started realizing that 2021 was not going to be a, a magic switch that flipped and everything was going to be back to to pre pandemic um, we we really kind of looked at how we were putting programming out for our members and so um, we fully embraced the digital and virtual options that we have Um, many you know many of the listeners may have been to some of our our business interchange or bi meetings or some of our women's division events and so some of those traditional um, really beloved programs we continue to do virtually some things we just put on hold that are that are very in-person focused, like our leadership plano program we hope to bring that back in fall of 21 Mm -hmm. Um, but then we also uh, went virtual on some of our signature programs as well one happy accident of this pandemic is that people have become a little bit more accessible so we've had the great fortune of having you know the president of dfw airport the president of some of our local hospital systems different um you know, corporate representatives that maybe we would have a little bit tougher time getting connected with. Also our elected officials, especially our state and our federal delegations um, have been, you know, more accessible to our members. They've joined our public policy committee meetings. We had a great session with Senator Cornyn earlier in the year. Um, we've had representatives from the governor's strike force about the pandemic come and update our membership. So. We've been able to utilize that virtual platform pretty well to keep our, our members updated. So coming up, we have a couple of our key programs that we're really excited about. Um, best of Plano, which most of you that have attended in the past know is a great night out. It's you know, kind of a, a cocktail and dinner hour out, and we celebrate some of the best and brightest businesses in our community. Absolutely. Unfortunately, we will not be able to do it in person this year, Um, but we have a really exciting format. We're going to be streaming live from the North Texas Performing Arts Center on December 9th from 3 to 5 p.m., um, we have some great, great um, businesses that we and, and executives that we're excited to recognize. Of course, our Citizen of the Year for 2020 is Jerry Chambers. Our our um, business, our corporate executive of the year is Superintendent Sarah Bonzer. We have a special award of merit going to the North Texas Food Bank. Um, there's there's ten uh, there's ten recipients in total. Um, we just actually announced our. Corporate Citizen of the Year Medical City Plano this morning, so we're really excited to celebrate them and all the great work that they've done, especially this year. One addition to the lineup is because of the pandemic, we weren't allowed to gather and recognize our Distinguished Leader Award in May. Uh, And so we're really excited to finally be able to um, recognize Collin County Commissioner Duncan Webb Mm -hmm. as the distinguished leader for 2020 so that's going to be part of the lineup too so so we're really excited about that tickets um, it is free to attend but there are lots of opportunities to support the award recipients if you go onto our website and then the second thing I'll mention is our annual meeting. And uh, Mayor Harry LaRosliere is going to give his final State of the City address during our annual meeting. Uh, And that is going to be January 14th at 1130 a.m. And we are going to be streaming that live as well. So uh, we're really excited to hear from him and kind of kick off this spring what is coming around the corner season uh Spring we've got swing, hopefully. yeah we've got local elections we've got dr fauci telling us it's right around the corner i'm <laughs> you know we're i heard that today we yeah. we are starting to see some hope at the end of this tunnel maybe <laughs> yes i heard
1: there's a third uh, vaccine announcement mm-hmm. today so yes no so
2: i'm i'm very excited you know i've been really open with the fact that my family and i we actually had covid we, we were very lucky. We were very lucky that we came through it and um, were able to be as healthy as we are now after the fact. But I I always like to talk about it because I think it's, you know, I think folks are afraid to talk about it and admit that they had it. And I know a lot of folks are scared to talk about it because others have had family members that have not fared as lucky as we were. Um, but I think it's important to recognize that while we have had a certain amount of, um safety so to speak after having had it Um, we've been very diligent in wearing masks and adhering to the protocols and we have some pretty strict protocols here at the chamber and I'm just so ready for us to have turned that corner.
1: Absolutely well there is a lot at the end of the tunnel and it sounds like you know you've kind of Made the best of the situation, I mean there's things that probably come out of this that you heretofore wouldn't have expected if things had come as usual and many times throughout history we found that um, in times of of need and bad situations that good things do arise, and this is probably going to also be one of those one of those times yeah so.
2: i I agree. I mean, I think you know there there's always there's always a little strife with with things that come, and I know. I know that there's been a lot of politicizing a public health issue, and and there's been some challenges. But I've also seen some really amazing things and people coming together to support each other. Um, I mean, our membership has been amazing. We were concerned, I won't lie. We were very concerned, and our members, while maybe they weren't able to do it right away, but our members have stepped up and stayed engaged with us and um, have have definitely, um, you know, been doing what they can. And we've been doing all that we can to support them. And um, we're just really excited for for what's to come.
1: Well, you know, I think that's true because people living today have not lived through a prior pandemic.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: there's no roadmap for anybody to follow. So we're basically like following the the breadcrumbs down the yellow brick road on how we're going to handle it and we don't know every day there's a new challenge sometimes and mm-hmm. then there's new solutions and sometimes they work hand in hand and sometimes they don't and it does sound like the, you know the chamber has navigated that to rocky road out there and the chamber's still here yeah and it's it's going to endure <laughs> yes I mean, what did have i'm going to put you on the spot so when uh, when did the chamber of commerce actually form 1949?
2: 1949? 1949. 1949 or 47. Okay. I just looked it up the other day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I it's 70 no, 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 no. I'm sorry. It's 74 years, so it's 1946. 1946. Yes. Wow. I was doing that math in my head really fast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so our office is open again um, but we are open by appointment only so we do request that people um, call to set up a time to come by and we do that just to ensure that we don't have too many folks in the building at the same time we have reopened our prosperity bank business center as well by appointment so it's monday through thursday that the office and the business center are open between the hours of eight thirty and four thirty and that gives us time to clean at the beginning and at the end of the day Um, Judy is our receptionist, and she takes great care to set up appointments and stagger folks coming in the door. Uh, And so you can either set an appointment to come by and see the space or utilize any of our meeting rooms. Um, If you're interested in membership, you can set up either a virtual meeting or you can come by and have a very socially distanced uh, meeting with our um, director of development, Kathy Markham. And the process is really simple. We like to sit down and have a conversation with you and understand what your interests are, what your challenges are, what you're really trying to accomplish through the chamber. And also make sure that we convey to you what our focus has been on, the types of activities that we do and um, the priorities that we support in the community. And if, we, if it's love at first sight between both sides, um, we can help you get signed up that day. Mm-hmm. We have about 200 different meetings and events every year. So almost every day of the year, there's something going on with the chamber. We have programs for young professionals, um, through um, for emerging leaders, through our leadership programs. We have a very active women's division. And then we have lots of opportunities to meet and uh, convene with our corporate uh, partners and our uh, small businesses throughout the community. So um, and and then, you know, just lastly, um, as we as we kick off a new um, 87th legislative session in Austin and a local election this spring. It's going to be a very busy policy season um, this spring. And so we will be very busy um, working and keeping our eye on things that are happening in Austin as well as here locally. So there's lots of different ways to engage, lots of different um, opportunities to get that information right to your inbox um, and then live through our events as well.
1: So many people listening to this uh, have attended the usual Friday morning networking events, which, of course, that was rechanneled into, from what I understand, that is a Zoom event. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you have to be a member in order to attend that Zoom event?
2: Yes and no. So our our business interchange and some of our some of our business focused um, networking events are for members only. However, for those companies that may be interested in membership, um, our our de- our development director that I mentioned a few minutes ago, Kathy, she has um, she will invite guests to attend a couple of events as her guest, and so there is a way for you to um, go ahead and get that link and join us and try it out and see if you enjoy it. I've attended a few of the uh, virtual BIs um, on Friday mornings and I can tell you, you know, it's still a lot of fun. There's still a lot of people telling their jokes and giving their commercials and there's a lot of energy even though it's virtual and I have i don't know. Maybe I'm more of an introvert than I thought I was, but I've kind of enjoyed the virtual platform because <laughs> I get to see into some people's worlds. Like you get to see what their house looks like or their office looks like. You get to see if they have an animal or a child pop up. And so I've really enjoyed some of the opportunities. And for me, I mean, yes, it's not face to face. And I know we're all kind of craving that handshake and hug and human touch, but um, I think being able to sit and look Senator Cornyn face to face, even though it's on a screen or a CEO of a company, I, I just feel like I'm getting almost a little bit more out of that than sitting in a large room. And so I think there's been some positives to it as well. I'm not going to lie, I'm very anxious for us to go back to in person when we can, but we're, we're definitely going to do it safely
1: yeah well i think that as this has proved out to be that we just have to take one day at a time Mm -hmm. because every time we think we're going back we have to readjust and and act accordingly well kelly i want to thank you for um taking time out of your busy day to share this information and we will see you again around the plano chamber of commerce
2: thank you
0: thank you for listening to the explore plano podcast with mavis everett for sponsorship opportunities please email M-A-V-I-S-E 777 at AOL.com Explore Plano is produced by White Rock Films LLC and can be found on all the major podcast platforms.